Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Talking Sense with me, Dr. Marta. I am a clinical psychologist working with children and families, and every week I answer one of your real life questions. I delve into the psychology of it, offer you some ideas and suggestions for you to try, and hopefully have a little conversation with you to open up your thinking and consider some new ideas. And before we begin, I always like to do a little check in just a pause to get you in the right frame of mind before we start. Today, I want you to have a think about one thing that you can let go of this week. So that could be a task, it could be a feeling, it could be something that's been lingering around you. What's the one thing that you can let go of this week? And feeling a little bit lighter, we can begin. Today's question is on parental preference and it's a big topic and one that shows up a lot. So let's have a listen. Hi Dr. Marshall, um, I have a question about preferred parents. My daughter often chooses me over her daddy and, and I can see this is understandably hurtful to my husband. He usually gives up immediately and does not insist that he does bedtime or bath time. She sometimes gets angry at him and tells him to leave the room and he also retreats then. I want to support my husband with this, but I also want to show understanding to my daughter. What can both of us do or say in order to explain to her it is not okay and that both parents love her and are there for her? I would love to hear your views about that. Thank you. Oh, this topic, it feels really painful for so many parents. And if you're going through this at the moment, my heart really goes out to you. Just so you know, we've also had parental preference in our home. And one of the reasons for that is that it's a very normal thing for children to go through. It's a developmental stage and it's linked to attachment. So although this might be really hard to hear, yes, children are allowed to have a favored parent. No, this isn't wrong. No, this is not about you and you should not take this personally. And I know that's really hard. So I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more, but it's really important that you know, this is about your child. It is not about you. This is about your child's development. It is about them beginning to assert their independence and also needing to be free to express really difficult emotions, which are often things like fear or sadness or anger, which is clearly being shown here in this example. And parental preference can be seen as like a phase that's really challenging because it is, but it's also a phase that can open up some huge opportunities for you as parents, particularly the parent who is rejected. 
And of course, the parent who is rejected is not always the father, it is sometimes the mother, or if you're in a same-sex relationship, it can be either of you. But there is often a preference, okay? And this is about attachment. So attachment is about the way that children bond to us and they develop safe and secure relationships with adults. And initially, babies, they're primed to develop an attachment with one person. This is often the person who is their primary carer. And when you're in a two-parent household, it'll be the person who stays with the child the most. Often in our society, that is the mother, but that's obviously not always the case. It will be the person who does most of their daily care, who is there with them most of the time, and that tends to be their first attachment bond. If you're in a two-parent household, your child will also attach and bond with the other parent who is less there. But as your child grows and develops and is able to form multiple attachments, because children don't just form a bond with their parents, they can also form bonds with child carers or nursery staff or teachers, grandparents, other adults who are in their networks, who care for them, look after them, play with them, interact with them. At this point, that is usually when children are about three and a half. And at this point, they also do begin to have what we call parental preference. And it can start much earlier, okay? It can start from around 18 months, but it is a phase that kind of comes in swings and roundabouts, if you like. It kind of comes and goes. One day, you are the preferred parent. The next day, you're not. And it can feel confusing if that happens to you, because for lots of children, there is a bit of a flow with it. One day it's you and one day it's the other, or week on week. This is very normal. This is your child adjusting to their relationship with you and finding that like really nuanced, balanced about attachment. And the thing I really wanna say here is that children adore their parents. Children love you no matter what. So your child's adoration is never in question. However, when children get a little bit older and they realize that they have these safe, secure relationships with the adults around them, one of the things that can happen and does happen, which is part of their development, is that they try and assert a little bit more of their independence by saying, I prefer this adult to do this with me rather than anybody else. And this is a preference, okay? And one of the things we need to know about children is that preferences, whether they are around food or toys, or even you, their parent, they are temporary. Children live in a here and now. And so today they might have a preference for one thing, but tomorrow it is likely to change. So as parents, we need to hold this truth like really closely to our chest, okay? When our child is showing a preference for one of us or the other, we need to remember this is temporary and this is not a question of your child's love for you, but it is a little bit of a test. It's a little bit of a test of your love for them. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is, that one of the things that is really hard as the parent who is rejected is to meet your child with love. But that is exactly what your child is asking of you. What they're saying is, can I reject you and will you still love me and want to be with me? Even in the moment where I'm saying, no, not you, the other parent. And this is deeply 
hard, I know, because it pulls on our adult heartstrings. Like we love our children, we cherish them. And when we get rejected by them, it just kind of breaks our heart a little bit. It really stings. I get it, I know exactly what that feels like. And our job as parents is to show our children that our love is unconditional, which means you can reject me. It doesn't bother me. How you feel about me will never change the way I feel about you. I will always love you, no matter what. One of the things that can really get in the way of moving through our child's preference for a parent in a much smoother way is when we take our child's rejection to heart. And rather than seeing it as a communication of emotion, which is often about sadness or anger or saying, you know, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you can keep me safe. Do you really love me enough to take me and give me a bath even when I'm saying no? When we take that to heart and what we see is, I don't love you, you're not a good enough parent, and we reject our child back, which might look like withdrawing in that moment or saying, right, okay, your other parent can do it. You know, fine, I don't like you either. I'm gonna walk away. When we withdraw from our child in that moment where our child is expressing a deeply painful emotion in the moment, because that's what it is, it's emotion. It's not personal, it's about them. Our child is feeling something strongly and they are putting it on us as a bit of a test. Do you still love me when I am like this? When our response is no, what it creates is a child that finds it a lot harder to be with a parent that is out of favor because they sense that you as a parent are pulling away and that tends to bring up a sense of anxiety in their bodies. What happens in those moments is that your child no longer feels like you can be the safe, secure parent that they need you to be. They need us. Children really need adults to show up like really confident, sturdy leaders. And of course, we can't do that all the time, but it's in these particular moments when they are basically saying, can you prove your love to me? Where we have to show up stronger and more confident than ever within ourselves. It's about holding a confidence that you are good enough as a parent, that you can bathe your child or play with them or look after them or put them to bed just as good as your partner and that you will hold your child's distress, that you'll be able to hold your limit around your child's preferences in a safe way. That looks like on the night that you're supposed to bathe your child and they turn around and they say, no, not you, I want my mummy, that you're able to acknowledge your child's preference which might sound like, oh, I know it really sucks. You get me tonight and I'm not very good at bathing you, am I? I'm rubbish at baths. I think you might need to teach me. Okay, you wanna show up with acknowledgement and you wanna show up with a little bit of playfulness. You wanna say to your child, I don't bathe you like your mommy does. I bathe you like me. So maybe, Bathing with you, daddy, is so much funner, but you need to give your child a chance to experience it. And they're not gonna experience it if you withdraw. They're only going to experience it if you hold your limit, which is about saying, it's my turn, and I know that you don't want it to be my turn. 
but tonight it is. And I'm going to show you that that's okay and it's good enough. And it's about confidently taking your child and holding their screams and their shouts. Yes, your child may have a meltdown about this. They might. And guess what? That's okay. It's not going to hurt them. This is part of their development. And part of your child having a meltdown in these moments where their preference isn't the thing that they're going to get is really important. This builds part of emotional regulation. This is also teaching your child you don't always get what you want. Learning to manage big feelings around disappointment, not getting what we want every time, is a really big process. And it begins when children are tiny. And this is such a beautiful opportunity for exactly that. Showing a child that they can move through these big, uncomfortable feelings of disappointment to not be with their preferred parent in this moment. Just remember, it's a moment. But instead, they've got you, a different parent, a different person who's going to bathe them or play with them completely differently and is going to give them a different experience. One which they might enjoy more than what they usually have with their preferred parent. So in a few weeks time, they might switch and now only want to bathe with you. Now that happens sometimes, but in reality, the truth is the most important skill here is, you know, threefold. First of all, it's about your unshakable love. You have to have an unshakable love for your child. Do not expect your children to love you unconditionally. They adore you, they will always love you, but it is you that has to show up with the unconditional love. We can't expect that of our children. Our children have to go through development and they have to use us as like safe grounds where they can practice things such as rejecting somebody or not wanting something or disagreeing with you and having a different opinion. These are all things that children need us to be able to hold and be a safe ground where they practice and they learn skills. So yeah, children have to reject us and that's allowed because for their development, this is important. What we need to do as parents is be that unshakable ground. So that's step one. Step two, hold your limits. If it's your turn to bathe your child, or if you want to bathe your child, do it. And do it with confidence that you are good enough. Your child will feel it when you show up that way. But if you retreat or withdraw or reject your child in that moment where they are expressing these uncomfortable feelings of disappointment, then all you do is tell them that you're not really that safe and that perhaps next time they need to scream a bit louder because you're not capable or confident enough to bathe them or do whatever you were supposed to be doing with your child. And thirdly, hold your kids' emotions. Meltdowns are not going to harm your child. Yes, they're uncomfortable as us for parents, but you can deal with this. You can. You just have to sit calmly around your child and wait for the meltdown to shrink enough for you to be able to pick them up or carry them or do whatever it is to move forward with the task that you're about to take. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. So really, when there is a scenario where there's a preferred parent, the work, big part of the work, lies with a parent who is out of favor. And this is important because if it is really affecting you emotionally that your child is rejecting you, then that matters too. Okay, your feelings are important. And if it's really kind of not just stinging your heart a little bit, but making you feel like you are unloved by your child, then it really matters that you take a moment and consider where this is coming from. Because it's not coming from your child. Okay, when our children reject us in this way, just remember that this is not a conscious rejection. This is about big feelings that they're throwing at us and checking, can you handle it? So this feeling of rejection that you might have is coming from somewhere else. And this somewhere else place might be from your childhood, might be from not feeling valued in your relationship, might be from something going on at work. I don't know. But what's really important is that you tend to that. There is a wound there. If as an adult, you feel rejected by a small child, then you are carrying a wound and that needs to be held and looked after. And so talk to your partner. If you're in a loving relationship, talk to each other and have conversations about, you know, appreciating each other's parenting, appreciating what you each bring to your child, which is going to be different because you're two different people. And that is like, that is a richness that two parents offer children. It is rich for children to have more than one loving adult. This is a bonus. This is wonderful. So just sit down and talk about that. What do you appreciate in each other? Have a conversation. As parents, what do you appreciate about each other, about each other's parenting? What do you witness in your child when they're having fun with the other parent? What what do you know your child adores or values about the other parent? Have these conversations. And if it doesn't feel enough, 
if you're still feeling like there's a wound, then I would warmly invite you to seek some support with a therapist, psychologist, a counsellor, somebody who can really hold you safely and help you overcome some of this pain that you're carrying. Because if it gets in the way of the relationship you have with your child, it's really important for you to revisit this and to really consider where it's coming from. I promise you this, I'm a clinical psychologist, I've worked with families for 18 years. It is not coming from your child. I have never once met a child who does not love their parents. I have met many children who have, you know, parental preference and prefer one parent over another. It is not about love. It is never, ever in question that your child adores you. So if you're questioning it, I want you to take that somewhere where you can actually work on it. And just a few extra tips before I move on to the preferred parent, because you also have a role and a job in this, okay? This is, you know, we're thinking about families, we're thinking about relationships, and everybody has a role. But when we think about being the rejected parent, a few things that can support you whilst you're working on, you know, being confident in the relationship you have with your child, holding your limit, and just being there to hold their discomfort in, and their disappointment. It's really helpful to try and preempt these situations. What that means is try and build pockets of time where you spend quality time with your child. I definitely would invite you to do daily care tasks because those are situations where children feel a little bit more vulnerable. So yes, bathing, brushing their teeth, getting them dressed, and I want you to find your playfulness. Get silly, get playful. Be a different parent from the other parent, okay? Be you. But the more you play with your child, the more it connects because laughter and joy is a really connecting emotion. So when you find a little bit of that playfulness in you and you're able to navigate that your child would prefer to be with the other parent, but actually they've got silly you doing silly things and inviting them into playfulness, then they're more likely to enjoy it and so are you. So try and be proactive about this. If you know it's your bath time, plan in advance. How are you going to invite your child to go into the bath with you? Are you going to sing songs together? Are you gonna play a little game before bath time? Are you going to run up and down the corridor making animal noises and, you know, I don't know, play it out, think about what works. But what you want to do is create an atmosphere where your child is engaged in playfulness with you. So whether you then invite them to the bath, they're more willing to say, yeah, let's go. This is fun. I want to keep doing this with you. And if your child says no, remember, you hold your boundary and you deal with their emotions and you can still get them in the bath whilst acknowledging very sensitively, oh, I know, you really want your other parent. I get it, it really sucks that you've got me and I understand and I love you and I'm still gonna give you a bath tonight and it's gonna be okay. And if you're the preferred parent, the flip side of all of this is that it is exhausting. It is exhausting to be the one that needs to do everything. So my first thing to say to you is, you don't need to do everything. Your child may prefer it that it's you, and it doesn't have to be you. So I want you to remember that there's gonna be times where you can say your other parent can do this. Like really 
consider when your child is saying, no, I want you to do it. Does it have to be you or can it be the other parent? And it's not about dumping your child or rejecting your child. Absolutely not. It's about being a team with your partner. It's about working together because part of what you need to do as the preferred parent is to tolerate that your child will request you to do everything. And you need to trust that the other parent can do this. They're good enough to put your children's clothes on or tie their shoelaces or take them to the toilet. They're good enough. They can manage it. And so your response has to be to acknowledge your child's preference whilst holding your limit. And it might sound something like, I hear you. You want me to put your shoes on. I get it. But daddy is just as good as me and he's really good at tying shoelaces. So I'm right here but daddy's gonna put your shoes on. And again, it's totally okay if your child protests. And the rejected parent, this is your time to shine. This is your time to make tying shoelaces silly and fun and quick and give your child a cuddle at the same time and be like, I love you, I know. You don't want me to put the shoes on, I know. But you still do it. And this is so much more powerful than if you're the preferred parent and you sell the other parent to your child, which I know is really tempting. And I know it's like, feels like the thing that you need to do, kind of say to your child, you know, daddy's lovely and daddy's really playful and he's so much fun and I love spending time with daddy. Our children see straight through that, right? They see that what you're doing is trying to sell the other to them. And often what that does is pull children further away because what they do is think, I don't care, I just wanna be with you. It is not your job as the preferred parent to promote the other parent into a higher position, okay? But it is your job to tolerate your child's distress. It is your job to say, I know you want me to give you bath, but it's not gonna be me tonight. You need to tolerate your child's distress just as much as the parent who is rejected needs to tolerate the disappointment that it's them rather than you. So it's so important as parents when parental preference shows up that we work together, that we support each other emotionally after the event. So later in the evening or another point of day where it's just the two of you, show each other appreciation for what you do. Of course it's okay as the preferred parent to sometimes be there for your child and really think carefully about the times when it makes sense. So if your child is really sick or they really need you at bedtime, maybe it has to be you because it just makes it smoother and easier. And if it makes your life easier, do it. But if you're also thinking, I'm exhausted and I don't wanna do bedtime every night, then you and your partner need to figure out a schedule that works for you, that works for you. And we, you need to like help to invite your child's willingness with this. It's not gonna be easy at first, it's not. They are gonna protest because their feelings of disappointment will be big and that's okay. Those feelings pass and they shrink when we hold our limits, when we show our children that we love them and when we teach our children that anger and disappointment, they're safe feelings that they can show us and express in front of us and we will not reject or withdraw from them when they do. We will hold them in the safety of our embrace, in the safety of our emotional capacity, and in the safety that we are good enough. As parents, we're enough, 
just as we are and we trust in our partners as able and loving parents. We need to trust in each other and we need to show our child that we are confident in the fact the other who may be less in favour right now, today, this week, this month, they can do as good a job. And that's why, as the preferred parent, when you show up and you say, I hear you, I hear that you want to be with me tonight, and you love it when I give you a bath, but tonight it's not me, it's going to be your daddy, and I'll be back later to give you a cuddle in bed. In many ways, this developmental stage of parental preference is an opportunity for us, the adults, to build self-regulation, to really hold on to our confidence in our own parenting and our our own self-worth, which we don't need to ask our children to give us. We need to have it. We need to believe in ourselves and we need to believe in each other. If you are co-parenting or you're in a two-person household, it's really important that you trust and believe in each other's ability to love and care for your child. And when you do that, you're modeling to your child something really important about having a strong family unit. A family unit that is surrounded by love unconditionally. No matter what your child does, you show up with love and that you are able to hold safe limits that will protect your child and protect your relationship with them. I think as parents, we all hold a bit of a fantasy that we can always grant our children's wishes, that we can be the source of their happiness. Um, But the reality is that we are going to disappoint our children time and time and time again. And we're gonna do things that displease them, that they don't like. And it's not necessarily going to harm them. It's going to be part of their process of learning to move through disappointment, of learning that you don't always get what you want, that you can't always eat your preferred meal. You can't always have the the favorite toy that you want in the moment that you want it. And similarly, they can't always have their preferred parent around. And that preference, it's going to swap around the same way that their tastes with food and their enjoyment with toys moves around. So see it as what it is. It is a temporary moment and it is part of a child's development. As adults, we need to rise above the times when our child is throwing their big emotions at us and not see that as personal because it isn't. Instead, we need to show up as the confident leaders in our parenting that we are. You need to get more confident in your self-worth and the fact that you are good enough to parent your child because you really truly are. And by doing this, you are showing your child that you care deeply about the relationship you have with them. Because the relationship you have with your child is not this one moment where they're rejecting you and preferring another. It is a lifelong relationship. So hold on to that because every little bit that you do now, every single time that you move closer to your child rather than walk away, you are building the foundations of this lifelong relationship. So if your child meets you with, I don't want you right now, I want you to meet them with, I love you, I'm going nowhere. And I believe that over time, 
our relationship is going to strengthen and grow. And as your parent, I will commit to working through this because I know that you love me. Even if right now, this one moment, you don't want me. That's okay. I'm here. And we're coming to an end. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Talking Sense. I always like to end on a little mantra. And given our topic for today, my mantra for you to hold you for the rest of the week is, I can show my child my love. If you have enjoyed this episode, I warmly invite you to rate it on the app you've been listening to it on or write a little review. I'm also going to be launching my newsletter very soon and if you'd like to receive some happy content every week in your inbox, sign up at drmartapsychologist.com. I hope you will join me next week for another Talking Sense. Until then, see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.